Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Let's Talk PMA. So today I want to talk about self-esteem, especially in teens, high school, middle school, um, just the adolescent teens, self-esteem. Um, I was thinking the other day how much we're affected when we're younger um, with our mental toughness and where our mental states are. And it's so influenced by um, others. When we start middle school, we start getting influenced by all of our peers. And uh, so I was thinking, you know, when do we start to really talk about mental toughness and self-esteem and how it affects us and how those outside influences affect us all the time. So that's what I, that's what I want to talk about today. And like, when does this start? How do we, how do we as parents and coaches try to influence that and to help them with their mental stability and to not be affected by all those outside influences to be able to be strong enough mentally to know that when their thoughts start getting affected by the outside influences that they can take control of that. It's hard because I think a lot of things in school doesn't get talked about enough. And, you know, like there's a lot of topics I feel that are covered that aren't necessarily like that important. Um, and like, you know, in middle school, a lot too, you take like the health classes and they talk about, you know, all, you know, all these other health things, but I feel like the mental side of it doesn't get talked about. At least when I was in middle school, it, everything else, but like mental health was, wasn't talked about. And I know that myself included, plus a lot of my friends are going through it. And I think middle school is such like a, it's a hard age because you're starting to become a little bit more independent, but you're still not. And I think it's hard for the kids and for the parents to try to figure out what lines need to be drawn. Where do the lines need to be drawn? What conversations do I need to be having and what conversations can wait? Um, and how do I go about those conversations? And I think, I think middle school is like the hardest age for everybody. Everybody involved is always just like, what, <laughs> what do want, I do? Right. They want to be, they want to be independent. They want to be grown up, but they don't know all the ins and outs yet, but they think that they do. And so, you know, and plus that then they're getting all this influence from everyone around them that's also scattered and also doesn't trying to do the same things. So, and then they don't, they don't want to listen to the parents because their parents are stupid. Their parents don't know what they're going through. The parents don't know. And so how do you bring in that conversation of, you don't have to be like everybody else. Yeah. You can choose to not listen if you don't want to. Or you can choose to listen and then it's, you know, it's cause and effect. What's, what are the consequences when you do listen and what's it going to, how is it going to affect you and change you? Yeah. It's hard because kids are mean. <laughs> kids are mean and they're mean. I think kids are mean, especially in that middle school area, 
because they're trying to find their where they fit in. They don't know where they fit in. And so they're trying to find their own like groove. And so they use the bullying or the jokes, you know, like trying to disinclude people because they're trying to find where they should fit in. And, and it goes through high school too, like the cliques, the groups, the everything like that. But I think when you find out, like for me, I was one of those people that jumped groups to group. I could go and talk and hang out with anybody. My self-esteem was very low, but I could go and talk to anybody because that's just kind of who I was or who I am. Actually, I still am like that. I was like that in high school as well. I could really be friends with anybody. I could talk with anybody, but that didn't necessarily help me feel more confident in myself. You know what I mean? And so why do you think that is? Why do you think that your self-esteem was so low? Um, I think for me, it was more just how I looked, how I dressed. I don't, I, I've never been insecure about my personality and just like who I am. I've never been insecure about that because I, I think my personality is like top tier. Like no one's going to beat my personality. You know, that's how I, that's how I get jobs. That's how I, because I come out with the energy and the outgoingness and the, I'm going to say it how it is, but like still have a level of respect for myself and for others. And, um, so for me, I think I didn't struggle with the personality side of who I was. I struggled with how I looked because I looked different than everybody else. And if you really think about it, not one person looks the same as another no. ever. ever. But we try to. <laughs> but we try to. And it's like, even if, you know, you have the same body shape as one person, your face is going to look different. You might have a beauty mark that's different. So it's like, you're never going to be the same as anybody else. And so it's relating it back to sports when I see like my athletes looking up, like my younger athletes looking up to the older athletes, I always tell them, look up to them, but you don't need to be them. And I think that's, that's kind of like the difference that doesn't necessarily get talked about enough is yeah, have mentors, have people to look up to have aspirations that, um, but understand that you don't have to be them. You don't have to have their personality. You don't have to look like them. And especially when it comes to sports, you don't have to play like them. But when it comes, when you break it down, you can have their work ethic. You can have their drive, their dedication. You know, you can have all these other things that those athletes have, but you don't have to be them. Right. Well, and and how is that? I mean, how do you create it being okay to not be them? How do you create that self-worth in that in themselves to say, I do look up to you and it's okay, but I don't have to be you because I'm me. And so I think that's where we come in, you know, with, with what we're teaching, because we want to teach that it's okay, you know, have, have your people that you look up to, but have it, have them be that inspiration 
and then know, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put my own spin on this as well. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just going through and kind of figure out what my coaching philosophy and style is. And I was taking this kind of like questionnaire to kind of like break it down for me a little bit. And, um, one of the question was, who do you look up to? Like, do you have any kind of like, you know, idolization kind of thing? And I was like, nobody. But then I thought about it and my boyfriend and I were thinking about it because I was like, when it comes to like famous people or anything like that, I don't really have specific people that I look up to, especially for like the coaching aspect of everything. Um, but he was like, well, it doesn't have to be someone famous. It could be just someone in your life, a coach you've had, people who have been in your life. And I was like, duh, you're right. Let me think about that. And thinking about, um, there's three people who seriously came to mind. One of my high school coaches, um, one of my high school teachers, and my dad. And those three people, I was breaking down why. So my high school coach, I loved how the open communication that we had. And I loved how we, like, didn't matter if it was basketball or not, we could just have that open conversation. My high school teacher, she was a friend, but she also knew when to draw the line and she didn't care what anybody else thought. And I thought that was awesome. And she was one of like the, she was like one of my friends in high school. But if we, you know, crossed a line or were too goofy or whatever, she would be able to like stop everything and like get everybody back on track. And I love that about her. And then my dad, because my dad always knows exactly what to say at the right times. And he can go and talk to anybody. And he knows exactly what to say that is probably going to maybe diffuse a situation a little bit. And I, I mean, I'm like that. And as I was thinking about these three people who came to my mind, I was like, I have all of those things. I do all of these things just because I'm surrounded by them. But I didn't, I didn't ever aspire to be them. That was never something that I was like, oh yeah, one day I want to be like her. It wasn't, that wasn't something that I ever was like, because I always wanted to just be my own person. But that's where I kind of found my groove of I'm going to take traits that they have used and unintentionally I've applied it to who I am and how I coach and my philosophies and everything like that. And I think that's so important if you find that confidence within yourself of your just your personality of who you are. I have this I have this confidence in who I am and my qualities in my morals and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and I'm going to take these little things that I'm learning from others and I'm going to apply it to who I am and who I want to be and I think that's exactly it and it's perfect and to be able to think about you know the younger kids and how to teach that to them it's all having confidence in yourself and until they gain that confidence and they don't have it because they're looking and they're searching for everybody around them to give that to them. They want them to give them their, um, 
they're beautiful or they're perfect the way they are, or they're, you know, just make them to feel good because they haven't learned how to feel good within themselves yet. Yeah. And, you know, teaching that, um, it's okay to be you and, um, and it's okay. Like, you know, if you're walking down the street or walking down the hallway at school and you tripped and fell, well, you could take it two ways. You know, if everyone around you starts laughing at you, you could take it two ways. You could jump up and you could say, yep, I fell that was, you know, and laugh at yourself. Everyone else is going to go away. But if you fall down and you immediately go within yourself because everyone's laughing at you and they feel bad, then you've created this whole esteem around you that you aren't worthy. But if you yeah. get up and you laugh about it and you go, gosh, aren't you glad you didn't fall down? That was, that looked pretty, must look pretty stupid, right? Can't believe I did that. And you went along with them and you agreed and you gave in to, yeah, I did that and acknowledged it. What can they say to you that they can't yeah. feed into that negativity, but well, no one can, no one can take over if you are already laughing at yourself. That's something that's exactly. that is a quality that everybody should be able to have <laughs> is to be able to laugh at yourself because no one can make you feel bad. If you're just laughing at yourself already. I've, I've mastered that skill. <laughs> <laughs> most time when I'm laughing is because I'm laughing at myself something stupid I did so <laughs> you know and, and sometimes when you know you laugh at yourself maybe later on you're like so embarrassed and you're like I can't Sorry. believe I just did that but I think honestly it's that initial reaction if you can just be like dang I can't believe I just did that and just like what the heck why did that happen and just you know laugh about it then it's okay. And no one, no one gets to judge you. And I feel like sometimes like just thinking about like me picturing falling and like, if you let, if you don't laugh about it, you can, it just feels like everybody's hovering over you and just like laughing in your face. And it can be so overwhelming, but like everybody has those mistakes. Everybody has moments where you're going to get embarrassed. You say the wrong thing, you stutter, you mess up, whatever. Everybody does it. Is it going to be your turn today or is it going to be someone else's today? Right. And it just all comes down to how are you going to, how are you going to portray for yourself? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to handle that when that happens? Am I going to be okay and say, shit, I guess can't believe I just did that. Or am I going to let everyone bring me down and make me feel terrible about myself? Because yeah. honestly, if you really think about it, no one else can make you feel bad until you let your, until you make yourself feel bad, until yeah. you have that thought of, oh no, I just did this in front of everybody. Yeah. And now everyone's laughing at me and everyone hates me. Yeah. How do you know I that think, they, they probably don't? Yeah, no, exactly. I think for what we teach, if you can create a confidence in your mindset and your personality of who you are, I think that will make everything else come a lot easier. Um, I think a lot of times when it comes to your self-image, maybe your body, how you look, um, I think that's hard to, I think that's a lot harder than anything else to be confident in, especially going through middle school, high school. 
but going through middle school and high school and I mean throughout the rest of your life because I mean I know I still I still have to work on it my self-image um of like my my appearance of how I appear I definitely and that's everybody has to go through that but I think if you can work on and take our workbook and what we're teaching and focus on being confident in your mind and your personality and just like the qualities of who you are I think that makes your life so much easier and it can make it easier to learn how to be confident in all those other things that you may not be confident in well just and it's teaching you how to be um I don't know I guess find the I'm gonna start that over again sorry cut um (laughs) Let me grab my thought. It was a good thought. Okay. How to be. Um, you know, the workbook is teaching us how to be confident and self, you know, find our self-worth. And um in middle school and high school, for whatever reason, not a lot of people have that. And so learning, learning our mind and learning our thoughts is so important. And especially if we can get the kids to understand that because you're not judged and you're not unworthy and you're not ugly and you're not fat until you have the thought that you are. And then everyone else is saying it about you because you put it out there. Yeah. And until you, until you hear that and see that it's amazing to think I don't have to think that maybe I do think I'm beautiful maybe I do think I'm perfect just the way I am so then I'm going to build my confidence off of that and if I am confident in myself then no one else can touch my thoughts well and I think it's it helps too to find better coping cope okay let me say that again I think it helps in finding better coping mechanisms a lot of times, especially if you're self-conscious about something, you make it more like prevalent. Like you, you put it out there. Like you'd be like, oh, I'm too fat for that. Or I wish I was a, or not necessarily I wish, but like you, you just push it out there maybe casually in a conversation to make yourself feel better. And then it also is maybe trying to find out if someone's going to say, no, you're not, or if they're just going to brush it off. Cause you're looking for someone else to make you feel better. And no one I know is no matter how many times someone says you're pretty or you're perfect the way you are until you believe it, it's never going to be enough. I went through that all through high school, all through middle school. I always had the worst self-esteem, always thinking I was too big and not pretty enough. It didn't matter how many times. And I really got to the point where I said it so much that my friends and my boyfriends were like, I can't be around you because that's all you talk about. And it was so downputting to them that it made it even worse. So, I mean, you really have to be careful on what you say about yourself because People don't always see you that way and they don't like the fact that you see it yourself that way and it's off-putting. Yeah. And it's so, it's so nice when you actually finally have like that person that calls you out and like my boyfriend Winter, he knows, you know, all about the podcast and everything. And so 
I'll be talking about something, you know, what we're talking about this week, or he'll know everything that's going on. And, and I'll say something and maybe it's not like the most encouraging thing about myself, or, you know, maybe I'll be like, yeah, I'm feeling insecure today about this. And he's like, well, that's not very, um, what we say, like, that's not very self-confident, like, or he'll, he'll call, he'll literally call me out and be like, well, you're literally working on that. And that's not a very good thing to say. Like, you're like, you need to practice what you preach kind of thing. And so it's really nice. Cause then it kind of makes me laugh and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I need to change how I like, you know, how I said that, but still at the same time, it is okay to have those days where you're feeling those extra insecure, but those are the days where you need to work even harder. Um, you know, like I'm going to do things that are going to make me feel good today. If it's not going to make me feel good, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Well, and it makes a difference. Once you put it out there, your body feels it too. Your body hears it, your mind hears it. And so you just become your thoughts. You become everything that you say. And so choose your words wisely because they're going to come back to haunt you if you're not careful. Yeah. Can I, can I ask what's in your hand? Can you see it? <laughs> I showed it. What is it? It's my exercise ball. For my <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you could see it. You can you see kept, it. Like kind of going like this. And I just was like, can I ask what's in your hand? Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. Hopefully you can cut that out. No, it's okay. I honestly think it's funny. So we're just going to leave that in there. <laughs> I'm working on my hand, getting my hand straight. Well, it's not wrapped up anymore. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's what it is. I thought it was a pad of sticky notes. So, oh no, it's just a squishy, it's a squishy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my hand better. Yeah. I think the main thing to take away is building confidence within yourself is going to build confidence for others, for yourself as well. So everyone around you is confident in you when you feel it for yourself. Yeah. Find, and finding little, little things that make you feel confident. Cause if you can find one thing that, you know, that is going to make you feel good, um, you can do that every, that one thing every single day. And, um, it's going to grow like you, because you do one thing that's going to make you feel confident. You're going to find another thing and then you can keep practicing those. And then on those days that those extra hard days, you can do all of those little things that you've already practiced, um, to be able to, you know, just continue to feel good and use the workbook. There's tons and tons of things in there that will help you build that confidence. Um, and it starts with you and you put it in your mind and you say, I'm going to do this because I want to feel good about myself. And if you do that, it's only going to go up from there and you can only, you can only grow and everything else in your life will start to look up. And you're going to attract people into your life that are going to continue to help you uplift yourself and to feel better and to be confident. So surround yourself with people that are good for you. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. That is the biggest thing. Surround yourself 
with people that make you feel good. I have learned, and it took me way too long, took me way too long, but I have cut out people who don't make me feel good. And I've noticed when they're not around, I don't have the drama. I don't have the self-consciousness. I don't feel bad about myself. And I'm actually working towards feeling, keep continuing to feel better because these people aren't around making me feel bad anymore. Don't put yourself in a situation. If you know, if I go to this place, this person always makes me feel self-conscious and I know I can't be true to who I am, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to put myself in that situation because there's no need. Yep. You're way too worthy and way too precious to not feel good about yourself. For sure. There's millions of people in this world there's billions of people in this world and you can find the people that are going to help you feel good don't settle might not be right now you might have to go searching for them but you'll find your people they'll find you well thank you everybody for watching i know this was a little bit of a shorter episode but truly confidence is going to just help you blossom into an amazing person and understand it starts with the little things start with the little things that are going to make you feel confident in who you are as a person not about how you look or anything else like that how you are as a person find those little things that help you feel good go ahead and give us a like and subscribe follow our instagram check us out on there we are going to be live on every wednesday so please go please go check those out um everything is on the instagram as well go ahead and get your workbooks on our website www.letstalkpma.com workbooks are on there you can get your workshop started with us um, every other information that you need is all on there we appreciate all of you for watching thank you so much and we'll see you all next week see you next week